M S W Media. Well, as you know, we embrace diversity here at the Stephanie Miller Show, and I've never seen so much diversity in underwears as Tomboy X. <gasps> I got the new rainbow ones. I even got the rainbow shirt. You can use it as a t-shirt or jammies. Fancy? I got the awesome. And the, the, that's a V-neck. It's so pretty. Okay. Listen, it's like nobody took the time to design authentic underwear for strong, independent, right? Comfortable with yourself, people like us. Tomboy X did. They created underwear that makes you feel like, you know, this underwear doesn't just fit. It gets me. Yes, I'm feeling proud. So I got the entire pride line. The underwear. I've got the uh, jammies. I've got the t-shirt. Tomboy X since 2014 has been making brazenly unapologetic underwear for all bodies, all shapes, all genders, all sizes, really all sizes from boxer briefs to bikinis, boy shorts to bras. Every pair of Tomboy X is created to fit you and how you see yourself and they've expanded way beyond underwear too and with their love at first wear guarantee you can order risk-free while you find your perfect fit discover your inner tomboy let me get you started with my special discount go to tomboy x under the code stephanie to get an extra 20 percent off that's an extra 20 percent off when you enter stephanie at tomboyx.com that's tomboyx.com restrictions apply see site for details Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela, and welcome to The Final Word. The Final Word with Frangela. The Final Word. 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 That was nice. You know what? I'm, you know what? I'm just. It was upbeat. I, I am because you know what? I'm, I'm full of love today. Full of love. Um, thank you so much for being thank here you. and for checking out all of the sexy liberal podcasts on the sexy liberal network. Please go to sexyliberal.com and you sign up for all of them because yeah. they're all really good. Everybody's fabulous, and you can stay informed because I'm going to tell you something. These are all the freshest takes of. Of, everything of everything of everything. every sexy liberal out there the well the important ones okay that's right all right besides you and while you're doing that you can also go over to and check out the sexy liberal virtual tour mm-hmm. if you haven't okay what are you doing what are you doing you can download you can stream the shows right now you can yeah. watch them whenever you want go 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 get yes. your tickets Go watch the shows. And while you're on the internet, please go to patreon.com, put in Frangela, and become a Frangela Patreon. And you know what? Let me tell you something. If you want to support black-owned businesses, hello, this is a black-owned business hello. that you can support and That's feel right. great about. And we would really, really appreciate it. Because it is supportive. It is supportive. In every way, emotionally, psychologically, and fiduciarily. Yes. And for your support, you're going to get close to 250 already in the bank micro idiots do you know how much entertainment that is that is it's a it's it's actually an incredible amount of entertainment plus they just keep coming they do three a week three a week what all for you so please please and thank you to all of you who are who are again and again yes also, if you want a quick little video, maybe a happy birthday shout out to a friend of yours or to you or a pep talk, or maybe when you need us to call uh, your, you know, to your talk, boss. Your, tell your boss what's up, you know, make mm-hmm. a video for that. Whatever you need. If you want to quit and with some style. Yeah. You know, we're here for that. So go to Cameo and look up Frangela and you can do that. Yes. And you can always join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for us doing uh, Facebook on Facebook Live Idiot of the Week. Okay. Yeah. And that's every Tuesday at 1 p.m. That's right. 
good. Our time. And of course, every Friday morning for the third hour of the Stephanie Miller Show, yes. we are on the Black Power Hour. Ooh. <laughs> Francis said it this <laughs> I time. did. It I did. Amazing. I didn't know what to do. That's no. what, you did it. You did the whole thing. That's what you do. The Black Power Hour with the where Stephanie Mills becomes or Stephanie Miller becomes Stephanie, Stephanie Mills. Mills. Yeah, and it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing to watch. It's yes, like watching a a, a a doe or a fawn, whatever, walk for the first time. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful thing. It is. Uh, so check that out. So yeah. today, of course, we are recording on Tuesday. It is the anniversary. I hate saying it that way. Yeah, but it has been a year since George Floyd was viciously murdered by Derek Chauvin and three other police officers yes uh Derek Chauvin who stood on uh kneeled on Mr. Floyd's neck for more than nine minutes uh was found guilty to the shock I think of most not only black America but most of America was found guilty on three counts one count of second degree murder one count of third degree murder and one count of manslaughter and but he has not been sentenced yet and but he faces up to 40 years in prison I appreciate this, that the state attorney general, Keith Ellison, has requested the judge consider aggravating factors when handing out a sentence, which requests an upward sentencing departure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, before we get into all these other factors and what's going on, you know, I, I feel like it's time to look back, you know, about, you know, when that happened and in that moment and the shock and the pain that it caused and the trauma that it caused all of us, you know? But for me, simply, I just couldn't believe that this was happening. That yeah. that moment, I'm, I'm watching this man and that and that no one, not even, and especially, as I was watching Derek Chauvin lean on this man's neck, that not even his, his fellow officers stopped him no they assisted they Worse. assisted they were holding him down and like they they partit they were absolutely accessories to this murder and i that you know they haven't had their day in court yet but that's the allegation that i'm going with well that's what we all saw that's what we all saw and for me i will tell you i don't think i will ever get out of my mind the way that Derek chauvin's face looked he looked like mm-hmm. he was just sitting there while waiting for a bus maybe Mm -hmm. or thinking about the weather he was utterly unbothered by this alleged you know when i think about how his attorneys try to characterize the what was it less than 10 people standing on the sidewalk as being an angry dangerous mob i all of that is contradicted by looking at his face he could not look more placid and you could see you see him sort of release pressure on the knee and then grind it in further with one hand in his fucking pocket yeah as he vicious the man is a psychopath yeah first of all straight up and and And, and it's not the first and this is the thing it's not the first time no that Derek Chauvin has done something it's the first time we got nine minutes of it on tape because correct me if I'm wrong but what I saw was a degree of coordination between these other police officers they seem to know exactly Exactly what their job was, exactly. according to Derek Chauvin, and they did it. And now we're looking at, over the last year, more and more and more and more cases of past and current black people, unarmed black people, particularly black and brown men, being being shot by police. On, on, on the daily. On the daily. And on not to mention daily. we're finding out things from two, two years, years ago. ago. Robert Greene. Mr. Is it Richard Green? No, I think it's I think it's Robert Green. It's Robert Green. Yes, I think um, from uh, Richard Green's a friend of mine. Yes, uh, from Louisiana. From Louisiana. Yes, He's the man who was. Um, it appears it looks like uh, allegedly 
um, killed by the police in Louisiana, and they've been lying about it for two years. Yeah. And in fact, the the um, I, I was just reading an article this morning. The senior officer on the scene of this vicious, vicious attack uh, and murder of an unarmed black civilian, um, he turned off his, he, he didn't turn in his camera. He didn't yeah. turn it off. He didn't turn it in. Yeah. He simply refused to let people see it. Yeah. Now, what, what the fuck? <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. If you worked at motherfucking McDonald's. Okay, and you don't, and you, you can't get rid turn of, you off get, the you camera. Get rid of, you can't get rid of the fucking drive-through camera. Okay, you, you can't. can't get rid of the the cashier camera that's no. trained on you. We have got, and we're going to talk a lot more about it. But we have got to address policing in America. And because what I saw in Derek Chauvin's face, what, and I'm going to say the word today. It was okay for him to okay. kill a nigga. Of course it was okay. No, it, it was okay. It was okay. his right. It was, it was, not only was it okay and his right, it may have even been sort of like mowing the lawn. Right. Like, right. just sort of an errand That's that you right. commit. Oh, we got call, call on a black man. I guess we got to get to killing. No, none of them seem even remotely bothered by the situation. Yeah. There's not an, and, and the only people bothered are the bystanders and the man being killed. Yeah. All of whom are doing everything they can to de-escalate, to get these cops to stop killing this man. But they weren't worried about it. Yeah. And I'm going to tell you something. They had every right not to be worried about it. Given the way that we deal with police in this country, there was no reason for any of them to believe they'd get in any trouble, even with a videotape. They were because guaranteed. Because we've seen it over and over again. Here's the thing. In America, the police are guaranteed to get away with it. And, and that's we're going, the we're going, problem. And we're going to talk about it. But before we get to that, George Floyd's family is meeting with President Biden and Vice President Harris at the White House today. This is where you go we have a classy classy man in office a human being a human i mean he's just you know no, and this isn't a press it, event that's it right isn't, he's just he's, he's meeting with the family and meeting with the family and, and he wants to keep it private in order to have a real conversation and preserve that with the family those are his words he wants to preserve that exchange with that that family and it's important to him as a person not mm. just the, as the head of the united states Yep. But as a human being who has experienced loss, and that's what's also empathetic and beautiful and compassionate about him, is that is his caring and his ability to connect, unlike the previous occupant of sixteen sixteen. Well, and I think before, and I've heard people be very cynical about this about meeting with the family, but understand something about how the White House operates. There's no way for him to have a private meeting that none of us hear about. That's right. That doesn't happen. They, people have to sign in. The press gets gets um, briefs, gets that gets that information. So before you start on the oh, he's just doing this for the PR stunt. They are here first of all, having that family be able to go to the White House and stand in the Oval Office is important. That's right. It is important for them and for their process of trying to grieve. It is important for all of us and for justice. And doing it without cameras is Biden's way of making it about that and not about him. It's a cleaner and act. It's a cleaner act. So. It, but understand that we, you can't sneak the Floyd family into the White House. Mm -hmm. So um, and nor should you. Nor should you. But that's I've already heard people try to try to suggest that the fact that we even know it's happening is somehow um, evidence to oh, the sort of simplicity of it. Yeah, uh, thank you. And the reality is that there was there's no way for that to be a secret. So um, nor I, I don't think it should have to be. But for anybody feeling a little cynical today, at least hear that. Yeah. Uh, but. You know, the George Floyd Act, obviously, you know, President Biden, I think very, I think 
it wasn't outrageous at all to call on passage of some sort of fucking legislation for over a year. Yeah. Um, and here we are. We have the legislation and we have people actively, the Republican Party being entirely against it. Yeah. And and I don't know if people want to talk about now some of the stuff in this act. Yeah, well, and we should because it's very, very important. So here's the thing. You know, I find that we talk about, you can hear it mentioned on the news, the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act of 2021. But what the hell is it? And what is in it? Okay? Because we don't, because of our news bites, we don't get to really hear yeah. that information. First so all, it doesn't defund the police. It doesn't. Unlike the vote that the Republicans took earlier this week to defund the Capitol Police who defended their lives in the insurrection. Unlike that, yeah. it doesn't defund the police. Right. Just so you understand. So first, it would establish a national standard for the operation of the police departments. It would mandate data collection on police encounters. Which, which is what very the fuck? important. What the fuck? Okay. Like, really? We can't count? They, I mean, you know, is mandate it? data collection on police encounters. What Mandate it. Because but, it doesn't happen. Right. It's voluntary. And, it's, and you know what? It doesn't happen. Because what we get, what we get is going back to the murder of Mr. Green, who we just found out about two, oh, that happened two years ago. Yeah. What we get are police uh, on their on their cameras and, and, and re- recording devices setting up, oh, he was fighting back. The man is dead. Mm-hmm. They can tell whatever fucking story they, and they have want been for to. two years, and it wasn't they've been until doing it yeah. for, for since since the beginning mm-hmm. of the creation of the police. Case, in that case, they've been doing it for two years. Yes, um, but the creation of the police is get into all the history of it. But the police originally comes from groups of people that were met white men that were deputized to find escaped slaves. So they're right. they're on mission to this day. To this <laughs> day, <laughs> they're on mission to subjugate black people. That's my point. That that has clearly always been the the goal of policing, and that isn't the goal that I think most of us want. want. So continuing reprogram number three is reprogram existing funds to invest in transformative community based policing programs, and four streamline federal law to prosecute excessive force and establish independent prosecutors for police investigations. Very important because right now what we have is we expect as we saw that attitudinal fucking arrogant whack job or wumble in North Carolina. In North Carolina, DA there. Um, these The DAs work with the police. Yep. Okay. They're on team cop. And they need to be to do their job effectively, right? So these people should not be the people who have to, who are asked whether or not they can prosecute. Because what, you know what they do over and over again? They say they don't want to and they can't. That's right. And they're also the people that present the argument to any grand jury. And we never get to find out, well, how did they present it to the grand jury? Because my understanding, and over and over again, they say this on all, on the news, whenever they have a pundit on, the grand jury does what the prosecutor tells them to do. That's right. So that's, so they let us know there's a grand jury so that we, the public, think something's being done. That's right. And then they go in there and they present whatever they want to get what they really want, which is no investigation. The, so yeah, the DA is the police. This is the so that that is really important. But you're going to hear, and I know we know you've been hearing over and over again this this argument about qualified immunity, and it's really important that we be really clear about this. Qualified immunity is the whole deal. Yeah, it is the whole deal. If that doesn't get addressed. None of the rest of this shit fucking matters. Yeah. It is the most important part of it. It is the qualified immunity 
Right now, police all over this country have the absolute right to do whatever they want without being personally held accountable. They get to kill black people Harass, and brown people and, and racial profile yep. and religious profile and whatever they whatever they feel like doing, they can do. And here's the deal. And right now, it is the flashpoint in debates right now over police accountability. And so for example, to give you an example of what that means, this is something I was reading in this article. Uh, where is it? They're talking about, you know, in one instance in um, immunity, you had uh, people, uh, police attack a, a, a person who had given up and hands surrender, up. hands up, laying down, and they said, okay, you know what, but if you attack them with the attack dogs, we can't do that. But then cut to another case where the suspect had put their arms up but was sitting up and then was attacked with dogs. Not lying down. Not but lying sitting down. sitting up and having and with hands up. Doesn't matter. That didn't matter. The judge then said because the person wasn't laying down on the ground but hadn't been told to lay down, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. That that was okay, and they the police have immunity to just wildly sick dogs on somebody who was just who's surrendered. Yep. The problem and the bills that um, step and fetch it, um, uh, biscuit making Tim Scott. Yeah. Um, what they're putting forward tries to move qualified, tries to move the immunity so that you, you still the cops still will have it, but you could sue police stations or police you know, whatever they're called, Mm -hmm. I guess stations, Stations, areas. Um, But the problem with that is that's you and me. Yeah. We pay for that. So that isn't a deterrent against cops doing anything. They still don't get held accountable under that. We end up paying out on settlements when the reality is the way that the only way that we're going to stop this is first of all, getting rid of the cops that we know do it, which is up to the so-called good cops. All you so-called good cops out there, you can get rid of these people. You need to start stepping forward and and filing complaints and telling the truth about your interactions with these cops. The second thing that has to happen is we have to hold, make sure that they understand. Derek Chauvin on down understands when you do this, you will be charged with a crime. You will face the full, full force of the law that these acts are illegal, that they are not okay, and that you will be civilly and criminally held accountable. Which is the, here's my basis of our fucking legal system. I mean, for, let me tell you something. If I step out and kill somebody in any other situation, in any other job, I'm held accountable to the laws of this land. Right, because and the just law because is supposed you, to apply to everyone. To everyone. And they're supposed to, from Donald Trump on down, from the president of the United States on down, to the police, there are no special niche laws for white men. And if they are, we're going to get the fuck rid of them right the fuck now. This also would ban chokeholds, cartoid, carotoid rather, uh, holds, and no-knock warrants. Yep. Because, um, let me tell you things that people can't control. It is, it is, I don't, there's not a day that goes by that I don't think I was talking to a friend of mine earlier today about you know she was talking about um, driving while black and and people talking about Bob Dylan a Bob Dylan song where he talks about driving while black Mm -hmm. um, back in the 60s and she's and, and I said you know for me the entire what we're looking at here is really really seriously examining how we have set up a situation in which police officers feel utterly unresponsible that's right to the communities they are so-called there to safe to be to keep safe and protect that they see that but they are being trained i have a friend who's 
husband is a, just became a cop not that long ago and he said every day of their training they had video after video of cops being shot they had video into presentation after presentation about how the most dangerous thing in the world to you is the public yeah like like there, there there's a hiring problem there's obviously a training issue right but beyond that the real problem here is that they do not get held accountable for this shit when you can put off for two years you can lie Yes. Two years during which this shit's going down, right? You can absolutely lie and say that that man died in a car crash. Well, ain't no goddamn car crash. Right. And and not only that, so much so that the man who killed him died in the during that time. It's mm -hmm. been so long. Well, that's. I feel like that's what they do. They're like, if we can put this off, put this off, put this off. That's these right. cops can get reassigned. They'll figure it. We can lose evidence. That's whatever. Right. And, and, and and it's just it's bullshit. We'll be right back after these messages. Well, the holidays are here and finding the perfect gift is tricky, right? Omaha Steaks makes it so easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Everyone I've sent this to goes crazy. OmahaSteaks.com. Enter the code Stephanie in the search bar. You not only save over 50%, but you get an additional eight Omaha Steaks burgers free. These are the best burgers, period. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship right away. Avoid the holiday shipping hustle and bustle and order the perfect gift package today at OmahaSteaks.com. Don't forget you get those eight free burgers when you enter the code Stephanie in the search bar. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, 100% guaranteed. You will not believe the quality and the quantity of food you get. Everybody is just bowled over when they get this Omaha Steaks gift package. The best steaks, the best burgers, the best chicken, you name it. How about those caramel apple tartlets? Everything is incredible. OmahaSteaks.com. Don't forget that keyword is Stephanie in the search bar. OmahaSteaks.com. Do it now. People say puffiness and under-eye bags are the hardest things to get rid of. Till now, introducing Genucel Plant Stem Cell Therapy from Chamonix, specifically targeting eye puffiness and bags. Genucel is incredibly powerful. Natural serum, they guarantee you'll see results in as little as 12 hours or your money back. Listeners see a dramatic improvement in just two weeks. A true Chamonix classic, Genucel contains eight extra ingredients to significantly reduce the appearance of bags and puffiness. Plus, Genucel uses patented plant stem cell technology to improve longevity with brilliant long-term results. Save big right now on Genucel's risk-free introductory offer. Go to lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie, promo code Stephanie at checkout for an extra 10% off. That is lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. You'll also get the amazing Zotique Deep Correcting Serum free when you order the most popular package today. Chamonix, the best skincare, best results are your money back. Lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That is lovegenucel.com slash Stephanie. That code is Stephanie. This is a very, really important article that came out today. We're talking about more than 50 years ago, before Floyd, George Floyd's death, lawmakers predicted a growing racial divide. Oh, really, America? And so um, during that time, there was a commission. It's the Kerner mm -hmm. Commission Report. And the, the, what's important about that is that it tells... That, uh, that people and in institutions, what, what people and in institutions already know what the problem is and that the only action needed to be taken at that time, this decision came up was to actually was actually following the recommendations of this of this commission, which found that white racism was noted to be the major cause for unequal status and living conditions of black Americans, because this commission was brought to, to bear to ask hey, how can we make sure we don't have any more riots? How can we make sure we protect black Americans in this country, right? And before Angela and I were even on this earth, 
this came mm-hmm. up, right? Yep. So the commission was tasked to put this report out. And, and the report found that many black people viewed the police as symbols of white power and racism and repression. I don't know. Does that sound familiar now, Angela? It sounds incredibly familiar, Francis. Okay, we are still here more than more than 50 years because the reality is, is that America does not want to address racism in this country. It does not want to address white power. It does not want to address white supremacy. It, everybody wants to sweep it under the rug as if, and the, the problem is, is that George Floyd's murder brought forth the, you know, back to that we could see. We were able to visualize the pain and the abuse. We were able to see it. No, we were all home. That's right. I think that the the, the pandemic played a huge role in this. Yes. Um, that we were home. We were out of Netflix, and it, they aired it, and they aired the whole thing, and and it was alarming and egregious. And there have been a ton of alarming and egregious things, but we haven't had almost ten minutes of tape on them. Right. You know. Um. And so, it's. But I think that the concept that these are isolated incidents or the whole rotten apple thing, which, as we've said before, and we'll say it again, finish the cliche. Yeah. The cliche is a rotten apple does what, Francis? It spoils the whole bunch. There we go. It's not, it's just one bad apple, so okay, just throw out that bad apple. That's not what the saying is. No. Um, so <laughs> there's truth in aphorisms. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, so... We are absolutely, obviously enraged. I am disgusted that Congress has done nothing. No. no. Nothing. And here we are. We've blown past uh, Biden's uh, date of May 25th to pass uh, the George Floyd uh Justice and Justice, policing. Thank you, girl. I know. Justice and policing. Because I'm looking at 18, 18 different things. of that. And it's... Um, but, you know, everything from uh, working to end racial and religious profiling, banning chokeholds and no-knock warrants, limit, limiting military equipment on American streets, and requiring body cameras, yeah. um, hold, and holding police accountable in court, yeah. investigating police misconduct, empower communities to reimagine public safety in an equitable and just way, change the culture of law enforcement with training to build integrity and trust, improve transparency by collecting data on police misconduct and use of force, stop sexual assault in law enforcement custody. I'd like to point out that's the last item on this right. bill. And it this is what it does. It makes it a crime for a federal law enforcement officer to engage in a sexual act with an individual who is under arrest in detention or in custody. It prohibits consent as a defense to prosecution for unlawful conduct incentivizes states to set the same standards that's alarming to, to set the standards what to saying is it's making it which means right oh, now no. that's right that's right so this is really important and we're going to say it again later but you need all of us need to be calling our senators and and, and representatives um and telling them 202-224-3121 and, and saying to them, we need you to pass this act. We demand that you pass this act. Your job is in jeopardy if you don't pass this act. Because this, and go to the, go to all the sites. Go to Black Lives Matters. Go to George Floyd. Color of change. Color of change. Go everywhere and sign everything. But we have got to create 
we have to create that the situation which they understand because the, the sort of the um, enthusiasm under the particularly the qualified immunity seems to have eroded a little bit. Yes. And the understanding here is when we tell you that is the whole thing. Yep. It is the whole ball. None of this other shit will matter, really, if you we do not address the fact that police are not being held accountable for murder. No one is even in any trouble for shooting a black woman to death who was asleep. That's right. Because, in her apartment. Because we have made it easy and okay to murder people in their beds. Sandra Bland somehow ended up dead on an alleged traffic stop and we still don't the fuck know what the fuck happened. And I believe and not okay. And and, and the people who killed her are still working. They're still working. And there were two cops there. A woman, a female cop who was never we've never heard from. So I you know, this is understand when I tell you our lives are in danger every day that we sit I sit around and really have to ponder at different moments if I'm going to in situations do I even call the police? Yeah. Um and and we've got to change this. And and because people are dying. Yeah. And that is our final word. Now it's time for emails, emails. Time to go get your emails. I want to thank you for writing us at frangela 8 at gmail.com um, with all of your questions and just commentary. Mm-hmm. We love and adore you for it. This is from Sherry B. Thank you very much. She says, hello, lovely ladies. A while ago, I emailed you asking if it was okay for a white person to wear a Black Lives Matter t-shirt. You answered that, of course I can. I'd like to share a great experience. I traveled to Florida recently and proudly wore my BLM on the flight. As my cousin and I were getting into her car, I got a dirty look from some old white guy. Couldn't figure out why until he turned around and he was wearing a Blue Lives Matter shirt. Yes! Love you too, Sherry from Chicago. Well, girl, good for you wearing your shirt out there. Be proud. That's right. That's how we make change. This uh, this is um, from Ann J, and uh, it's titled So Sorry. So you both on uh, Stephanie Miller's show today. With the epidemic of police killing black people, it is painful to hear folks talk about things besides that. I agree. Mm-hmm. I briefly turned on MSNBC for yet another white host asking a panel of black contributors to comment, but I shut it off because at this point in the pain, the pain and trauma is just too much. And asking black people to keep weighing in almost seems grotesque. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I understand yeah. what you're It's saying. trauma porn. Yeah. Anyway, I'm white and I feel this way. I know I can only try to imagine how it is for you. I just want to acknowledge this and send support thoughts your way. Take care. Thank you very much, Anne. Yeah. Because I will tell you that I don't, the best way I can describe this is that, you know, every time we turn on and we see one of these, um, and it's pretty much every day, uh, or, think, or thinking about George Floyd, it's like, the only way I can describe it is it's like my all of my insides get just chokeholded. Yeah. You know, just like squeezed out. And all I feel is this like complete just, uh, it's not even rage. It's yeah. beyond that. It's it's this just, oh, fuck you-ism. And I yeah. just, it, and, it, and it's really painful. And the reality is I believe and I don't have stats to prove it, but it just feels like it's getting worse. Yeah. You know, and I, and, and, and so it is really, really important that we all be ready to stand up. And, um, was it last week that we talked about going to, um, the organization that does training for, and resist? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, you know, for bystander edu- training mm-hmm. for how you can, uh, be helpful in a situation where, you know, something wrong is going down and we, yeah. you know, um, but thank you, man, because, yeah, it's it the is. truth, it's and it's enough. you know what, and I and I completely agree with you. It, there, it's it's hard because where does it stop being egregious? Start being egregious and stop being about 
the content. I know and, and when and, is it porn? When does it yes. cross the line? Here's what I think. I think number one, I understand, particularly, I understand people not wanting to watch things like this. Yes. Like um, clan, the Clan Watch, um, in the Southern Poverty Law Center, they used to send pictures of current lynchings. Yeah. Um, and they always put them in an, a special envelope, and they're like, "Don't open if you don't want to see it." Um, and here's the thing, I I personally think we all need to see. We all need, you need to see that nine minutes. Yeah. You, you know, you need to, you know, here's at least once, um, you need to understand, you need to see the, the video and demand that it get released of, of Robert Greene. Yeah. You really need to see him say, I'm scared. You are my brother to the police officers who are murdering him. Yeah. You need to see that. I think once, I think that the, the, that I get torn on it. Even see, in terms and of, for me, I, I, I feel differently for me as a black person. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't want to feel myself. I'm not saying black yeah, people. Yeah, but I'm just saying, yeah. But for I'm me, saying, for I me think, personally, mm-hmm. as, as, as for me, feel I I can read about it, but at, at this point, emotionally, psychologically, it I have a responsibility to my mental health, and because at this point, that is also terrorism on us. So in talking about the news and people doing, re-airing it, I think their job is to air the news. Yes. And I think that um, it is their job to watch that. I think that everybody should watch this at least once. As I was saying, I think that if you personally don't want to ever see it again, then don't watch it ever again. But I think that we get, un- when this is the thing about discomfort. It's actually a really good indicator that you need more work. Mm-hmm. You know, that this is an area that, you, that, that needs attention. And not that you're behind attention in any way or attention but just needs attention yeah and if that attention is caretaking of yourself then that's the attention if that attention is telling people in your world and in your life that their behavior is not okay then that is the attention yeah but when you feel uncomfortable i angela v shelton encourage you to stop and, and look at that discomfort not go immediately go watch the lynching i'm not but stop and go what am i uncomfortable with in this moment it's information what, that's right what is it that's making me uncomfortable what can i do to address that that's right and 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 i think that that self-care is extremely important there are days, and I and we I, we've both had these days where someone say, "Hey, you want to watch um, Rosewood?" And Hell I go, no. "Today's not a Rosewood day." If you no. don't know what Rosewood is, it's about a black town that was, you know, annihilated, um, kind of uh, like a la Tulsa City Massacre. Um, so it's it's you know you gotta take care of you. But I do think, I, and I really do appreciate. We really do appreciate, especially, you know, all of you writing us and telling us what you think and your experiences. It does help. And and having that sense of community. So thank you. Yes. And now it's time for Resistance Wrap Up. That's right. So we give you an actionable item, something that you can do to be helpful in the struggle, as you always are. Yes. Yes. And we are going right back to the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act of 2021. Um, it is passed in the House, but you, we still, still, this is, this is the, the game, everybody. This is the kit and the caboodle. So make sure you call your senators because that is where we are having a problem. And especially those of you who are not in blue states. All right. We call them the don't let mm-mm, I need Joe Manchin's phone to be That's off right. the hook. That's right. Ringing off the hook because this is not okay. Why ask yourself, why on earth would a good cop need to have some sort of weird immunity? Like wh- why? Right. Why, why? why do we why do we provide immunity? Because here's my thing. And you know, the, the argument 
and I, I, I see the mental argument all the time and hear it, which is, well, nobody will want to be a police officer. Then we need to look at police officers. Well, and here's the deal. I can't, Francis, because we've talked about this all the time. With somebody we knew, who was, was it a student or something who, of, of Tom's maybe, who was afraid of money? Or was it an idiot story? I think it was an idiot story, actually, where some this cashier was suing their job or something because they didn't like hand. They had a fear yeah. of money. Yeah, and I was like, well, cashier, that's in the title. And your job title is cash, bitch. Yeah. You're supposed to be. You can't take a job if. So here's the thing: if you feel like you can't do your job without legal structures in place that mean you can't ever be held accountable for your job, then you don't sound like somebody anybody needs to employ. Mm-hmm. Number one. Number two. Why do you need to be above the law to be the law? No, you don't. You know, so it's it's very important. Please. So please, you know, like we said, every petition, but call. If everybody who listens to this could call, whether or not it's to say congratulations of your support on it, and I am watching you, yeah. and I'd like you to be more vocal, particularly about qualified immunity, go ahead and do that. Please, please. I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to The Final Word. And we want to say a very big thank you, and we love you to our producer, Laura, and we love and miss you, Gail.